Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's football's biggest week. Our offense is moving the way it's moving, but, you know, in that run game, you have interchangeable pieces back there. Everybody's kind of eating and up front. Um, they're always on the same head. We all just, we all do it together. To be on the world stage, have two black quarterbacks uh, starting in the Super Bowl, I think it's special. And I'm just glad that we can kind of set the stage for guys that are, uh, kids that are coming up now. And so uh, uh, it'll be a great game, two great teams, and then I get another great quarterback. This is a Super Week edition of Dirt and Spray. Brought to you by George McCoy at Warren Allen, Attorneys at Law. Injured? Don't trust just anyone to something so personal. Call George McCoy at Warren Allen. Online at warrenallen.com. Super Week with Dirt and Spray on 1080. My big boy did what he always do. You know, he's going to show up and show out. The Fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two. It is a uh, last football Friday edition. We've got the old big game. I love that we... I love that the NFL is so douchey that they trademark something that people can't say all over the country that they do say. <laughs> don't say, don't say it, don't say it. It's the big game. It's a really big game. Uh, Dane Altman just throwing strays up at Corvallis, Oregon last night. I mean, your team sucks, man. What the hell happened to you guys? Thanks, Tips. Didn't know. <laughs> They have three conference wins. You think I wasn't aware of how bad they are? How come uh, nobody tweets Beaver State in the winter? How come I don't get that? We just you, take that sport up. That sport doesn't count, and then I'm going to get it again care. in the spring. Because you don't care. We're going to the tourney, baby. We beat USC last night. I'm all in. Have baseball season I love, starts next week. I love college basketball. Yeah, that's when it stops for him, isn't it? Huh? Well, I mean, baseball season. We're talking about something people really don't care about. Track and field? <laughs> well, yeah, that too. It's the same. <laughs> That accounts for most of the banners in Eugene. <laughs> At least I don't brag about mine. Well, they're your only natties, so. No, men's golf, too. <laughs> Suck on that one. Let's just keep one-upping each other. <laughs> what else sports. you got other than baseball? What else you got, huh? Dude, throw anything else at me. Ladies you got nothing. Pac-12 champs. No, I'm talking national championships. Women's softball. No, that didn't, didn't happen. That didn't happen. Yeah, we were there last year. Uh, Omaha. Uh, Omaha. It's not in Omaha. I know. Where do they play? Yeah, not in Omaha. Oklahoma City. Yeah. If you missed it, and uh, we don't, I want to get back into an NBA thing, but Dana Altman last night, they, they get a really good win against USC, and UCLA just kicks Oregon State's ass. And Dane Altman asked about the matchup against the Bruins, which is probably pretty big for their tourney chances in their resume. Yeah, they got to win Saturday. And uh, Dana Altman, you know, Dana Altman kind of talks like this. He's got kind of a Midwest slang thing. Bend the knees. you got to bend the knees. And they ask, and he goes, well, UCLA had an easy game at six, and we played a tough game at eight. He's not wrong. Ouch. I'm wrong. Would you be offended if you were Wayne Tinkle and you saw that quote? Uh, no. I don't know why you would be. Well, well you're I mean, just stating facts. I mean, he's yeah, they they were done earlier. They're they're going to be more rested because they they had a cakewalk of a game. But when you suck, do you want to be told <laughs> that you suck? You know you suck. It's the reality. Sometimes you can't you can't back away from the reality. Uh, it's a big one this weekend down in Eugene with uh, UCLA going to be there. Um, okay, so you said something that I I just wanted to bring back, and then I promise you I'm done with the Blazer stuff. 
people are mostly just wherever they're at on this, it's where they're at. They're not going to change their stance because you said it or I said it or mm -hmm. anybody said it. There's a lot of people, and we got one text from somebody last night. They laugh at this organization. It's a joke. They're never going to be taken seriously, and they're going to waste Damian Lillard, and they'll never be good, and they'll trade him. Okay, I totally get it. You might be right. I would largely bet that that's where they're trending, especially with the way they got young. And then there's the other people who hold out hope, and they're diehards no matter what, and sometimes it sucks, and sometimes it's, hey, it's kind of fun. What I would say, though, and you brought up, when we're mad about the trades, I, I, I'm trying to wonder, are we mad that we didn't make a trade for a good player, or are we mad that we randomly traded our mid-level guy? Because for me yesterday, I didn't, whatever, Matisse Thibault, I saw that, and I was like, okay, now you got two defenders who can't shoot. And I yeah, saw he's just a different version kind of of hard. I mean, he, he doesn't have the offensive game of driving to the hoop and scoring around the rim. Oh, I think he's a worse version of Gary, actually. Sure, worse version. Yeah. Of, he's a defender they can't score. It's just yeah. you, you just had two players like that. You traded two of them, and you brought one back. I thought Josh was a fine trade, and I know people are frustrated by the big market and not going and getting a big, but you didn't trade Yusuf Nurkic, so it's like you, you're going to go get a big, and I, I don't know. I don't know how the whole thing's going to work out. But I, I was just trying to gather what people were upset about. And yesterday I watched the trade deadline and I see some I see a lot of moves happen. Like outside of Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, who was the biggest name that got traded yesterday? Because Toronto, Toronto didn't sell back. any of their pieces. Fred yeah. Van Vliet was supposed to go. OG Ananobi was supposed to go. Pascal Siakam was rumored. And none of them went. And so I guess what I'm asking is. It seems like we were pretty level-headed on this show about what to expect from the trade deadline. Now, they got a little worse, admittedly, but I also didn't expect them to go get a big player yesterday. That was never in my in my thought. Yeah, I think, you know, somebody tweeted us, why, you know, why are fans so upset? Why are they so angry right now? But basically arguing what you're arguing. Like, what else did you expect at the trade deadline? And I it, look, it's a rational argument or a, a rational question. I, the, the response that I would have is twofold. One... I think fans are frustrated and angry because it's it's it feels like more of the same. And it's not necessarily fair to Cronin. We went over this yesterday. I'm not throwing the guy out and firing him after one year. It like, is we, the same. I don't disagree with sure. that. Like, so here we go. More of the same. We're kicking the can down the road. Nothing significant happens. Other teams around the West got marginally better, and we did nothing. We got younger and arguably worse. Like, what what the hell is the, the goal here? And the other part of it is, I think we all realize there is a click, there a ticking clock on this organization of figuring things out around Damian Lillard. He is no longer 24 years old and just beginning the prime of his career. And we're saying, man, we got a nice long run here with Damian Lillard. It is this dude is in his 30s, and we're hoping there's three or four more elite years left. He's having, you could argue, the best season of his career. So maybe there is three or four years left, and it buys you a little more time. But we also understand that Father Time's undefeated, and at some point, it's not going to be the case anymore. And so I think that's where the frustration comes from of it feels like more of the same. It is more of the same, and Damian Lillard does not have another decade to try. and We don't have a decade to build a championship team around him. Um, all, all the eggs now for this organization, you can laugh at this all you want. You can, you can think it's dumb. You can say, here we go again. I get all of it. All of your criticisms are fair. Like every, everything this organization has is in this offseason. Everything around Damian Lillard. This is it. You, you're going to have one shot at this. You got draft capital. You got two young players that you could part with that are very high commodities on the open market in Anthony Simons and Shaden Sharp. Like you have the ability to make an all in move now this offseason with the way that you've set yourself up. And that's the, that's the silver lining that I'm trying to cling to. And I know I sound like one of those dumb delusional fans that always says, hey, next year is our year. Next, I'm like one of those Cubs fans in the 80s. Hey, hope springs eternal. Like, I get it. I sound like one of those people. But you now have put yourself in a position to have flexibility this offseason to make an aggressive move. Will they? Probably not because it's the Blazers and they let us down perpetually. But you have the ability to do it now this offseason. I would be incredibly hard against Toronto having any success. I'm looking at Toronto, you know, maybe Brooklyn with, you know, there's a report Mikael Bridges doesn't want to play with the Nets. I'd love to have Mikael Bridges. Yeah. Be great. Um, you need you need teams like that to to really flame out or have a player be really disgruntled to where the point where he's like, I don't want to be here. I hate you. And look, I'll ask you this. Do you think they're going to do it? I do. You think they're going to make an all-in move? I do. I'm an idiot. I do. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Can we pull that? I'm an idiot. I do. I'm an idiot. I do. <laughs> I do. Why do I believe that? I don't know. I'm an idiot. Well, I think the one the one difference 
and it may not be a difference to some. I think the one difference we can publicly acknowledge is, as you mentioned, the clock ticking on Dame. I don't know where you sit. Maybe you sit in the same place I do. Swag, you might as well. Doesn't this feel like this is the the summer? Like it's it has to be. It's either this or he's gone, right? I would think so. Like, why would you? Maybe he sticks around because he loves living here, and and he's committed here. I I, I don't want to suggest he's asking out, but like I I just look at it as a sports fan, not even a Blazer fan, a sports fan, and go, why would you want to come back to this if they if they do nothing? It's like, oh, we signed Jeremy, we still have Shaden and Ant, and we've added this guy who's middle of the road and a role guy. What does that do? Right? Like, what are you going to be? You're going to be the same thing you were this year. Same team. So that's the one thing that is kind of placed on Joe, whereas I think for years we placed it on Neil until we realized, oh, no, this guy's really not going to ever do a big move. Like you mentioned, there's no real difference um, in, in terms of – I know people feel it's the same, and I understand it. Yesterday was, again, a bad day. But the one thing you said that I disagree with is there's no difference. I He's made two moves that Neil – Never did. Okay? He went and got Jeremy Grant, and he traded C.J. McCollum. You cannot find a player better than Jeremy Grant that Neil ever added to the roster. Outside of draft. And Damian Lillard was gift-wrapped to him as he took over that job. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then he traded C.J. A few years too late, but he did it. Not the other guy. The other guy wanted to run it back. You know, quick reference yesterday, you know, Larry Nance retweeted something that a year ago, and Larry Nance said, boy, what a great day, huh? Well, that was an interesting comment, because I don't care what Larry Nance says. He's a role guy at best. But you know why last year sucked and Larry was so happy to be gone? Because the last GM refused to break it up. So, like, the new one, I don't know if he's going to be good. He at least made that trade, and he at least went and traded and got Jeremy Grant, got Dame a run-rimming shooting four which is something this team's never had. Yeah. Uh, so those two moves by himself are just different than anything Neil ever did. What do you do in the summer? I, I have no damn clue, man. I I don't know where to put my eggs. I want to assume they're going to do the right thing, but we, we've been saying that for a long-ass time. I mean, I think you lose any of us final holdouts if you don't. Most people are already gone. I do want to read two quick texts. I know we're against it here. Yeah. Somebody said, my biggest issue is trading for the second-round picks. It's a nothing burger. NBA second-rounders are a prayer at best, so what was the point of that trade? Let me, let me interject real quick on that text. That's fair. I understand it. But what if I told you four second-round picks buys you out of the Chicago thing and frees up the next four first-round picks going into the summer? Then you kind of reconsider that. And also look at the market for second-round picks yesterday. They netted some role guys. Jay Crowder went for four or whatever it was, was traded for second-round picks. They got nine yesterday. Like, who cares if you trade four for a a Jay Crowder-type role guy? That'd be something you'd want. You also got a couple of trade exceptions yesterday in both your deals. I was reading that from Hollinger this morning, a $7 million and like a $6 million, so you can utilize those if you're trading picks to go get a role player. like though, though, There is a possibility that those turn into something for Portland, even if it's as simple as what you're pointing out, just getting out of the protections of the Chicago picks. So let's let's wait and see on that. Second-round picks, that was a hilarious theme of yesterday. I had a buddy text me like, is there a reason second-round picks are going like hotcakes? Why is this happening? It's like, I don't know, it's, it's a little strange. And then somebody texted in, uh, I'm just mad there seems to be no direction. Not the trades, just the direction. What are the Blazers doing? And to me, I would argue there, there is a direction. They're telling you that making the – they're telling you what Neil O'Shea accomplished and just simply making the playoffs doesn't matter anymore because I think mostly people were angry yesterday of not only more of the same and Dame's timeline and all that, but also you could see teams around you getting better in the West. And I get why to a surface level that frustrates you. To me, it doesn't a ton because this team wasn't winning anything anyways. If you added another decent role player yesterday for a future first-round pick, like that's not changing your landscape in the NBA. Are you beating Phoenix in a playoff series? Are you beating Denver? Are you beating Memphis? Like, no, you're not beating any of those teams. You're not going anywhere this year. So I would argue they're showing you the direction. It's just a direction that we don't want to hear because it's the same direction. It's, hey, wait till this summer. Let's set ourselves up to have flexibility, to have assets, and then we're going to have the ability to go make a move. But I would argue they are showing you a direction. Just for some, we don't want to see what that direction is. Yeah, and I understand also that same text, though, like, I want to see more of a direction. What you're saying is kind of hypothetical and hopeful. Whereas like, I think people at this point, if they're not out and they're still like clinging, whether in frustration or whatever, it it is, it feels like it's at a real breaking point. Yeah. It just does. After yesterday's disaster, it feels like they are at a real break point with the fan base. And if this thing don't get turned around after their season's done, 
boy, oh boy, I, I don't even want to pretend what next year is going to. I, I'd imagine there's going to be as much apathy and irrelevance to that organization in this city as there's been probably since the Jailblazer era. It's I think that's where for people a are long at. time, a hundred percent. And not seeing them make real significant swinging moves while Dame was younger, and then still not doing it now so far. Yeah, I I don't blame people for that. Uh, let's dive into the Super Bowl. We'll do it next. Dirt and spray. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I think a game we're going to have to play on Tuesday next week is going to be, what are you watching now? Because uh, not everybody's going to be following the National Basketball Association. A lot of people are not going to care about baseball. Hockey. Hey, speak for yourself. It's really odd. We, we've gotten to the, 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 the place in America. Our boss sent us a thing where it's like it says 70% of Americans are sports fans. But the ratings don't say that. The ratings say it's it's just football. Football. Well, and I think everybody else is then splintered. I, th- I think we all have our, our sports that we enjoy that we watch and others that we don't care at all about. Like You and I are that way. We all, yeah. we, we'll watch every football game we possibly can. I don't. I don't particularly like tennis. It's not that I hate. Te- I just wasn't a tennis guy growing up. I don't watch or care about tennis, college basketball. Like not really a big thing. But I'll watch baseball. I'll watch golf. I'll watch hockey. There's some people that like NASCAR, but they won't watch hockey. Right? I think every other sport we're just splintered on what we love and what we don't love. But yeah. the unifier in this country is undoubtedly that we all love football, and I cannot wait for the Super Bowl. Well, I feel like when I hang out with a group of dudes. And Love hanging out with dudes. I mean, come on. How do you not hang out with dudes? Bunch of dudes. But I feel like when sports gets brought up, it's it, it's during football season, I get a lot of, I don't really follow the NBA. <laughs> yeah, I don't really follow baseball. That was the one funny thing for this week. I saw somebody tweeted, basically, the NFL took a big steaming dump all over the NBA's big Christmas day. Like, that was their thing. Christmas day was the NBA's baby. It was the start of your season. I know that pisses basketball fans off, but for a lot of us, it is. And that was a thing we all did on Christmas Day. You sit around and you watch basketball. The NBA is, or the NFL completely stole that from them. And they are going to dominate Christmas Day for many years to come. And the NBA's retort was, hey, Super Bowl week? Huh? Trade deadline, Here's our baby. trade deadline, bitch. <laughs> Have fun with that. It's like, dude, well done. Thank you. Nice job, NBA. Yeah, but I'll that's, tip the well, cap to you. That's the problem with the NBA. It's you not care the actual more about game, the transactional stuff than you do the actual sport itself. <laughs> well, and the other thing, too, is how many people who say they're sports fans in that survey, survey just are fans of, like, their local teams. Like, they don't follow leagues or whatever. They just they follow their local teams because yeah, they're local. Team. Yeah. Oh, 100%. So I think that's a bulk of it. So they may not necessarily know what's going on. There's so many damn games to watch in the other sports. You just can't keep up with it for an entire it's, year. It's the hardest thing, and it's why football has the most success. I don't think it's just the violence. I don't think it's just the strategy of the sport. I, I just think it's the urgency of it. Urgency. It's, it's the way scoring works, too. I mean, you get seven points for a touchdown, not one point for a touchdown. Yeah, but in basketball, we don't want a four-point line. We're trying to expand the scoring. And people are like, no! Never! No! Well, they've expanded it by not letting anybody be able to really play defense. So, Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, they have. I'm. I'm. There's. There's a midpoint between there the bad boy defensive teams. There are some good defensive teams. See, I. I just don't like that. I don't like watching basketball where guys are wrangling another player by the neck. I'd want to punch you in the face if you no, did no, that. No, no, no. There, there's a midpoint, but <laughs> that right is not now basketball. No, I know. But defenders have to be able to 
to do something. I, I I feel like they're just at a ridiculously you don't feel like so, so you don't feel like you watch teams like Milwaukee, like with the Eagles. You could feel the defense in the playoffs, yeah. right? You could watch them, and you could. I'd sound so corny, but I'd sit on my. You could feel what that defense was like. Damn, this is a strangled. When you watch San Francisco and Dallas in the divisional round, you could feel the defense coming through the screen. Mm-hmm. You don't watch basketball teams that are good defensively and feel that. Like I watch Milwaukee, and I'm like, yikes, man, that's got to be difficult to get a bucket on that team. I don't see it much in the regular season, but postseason, 100. percent When things get dialed up and teams are bought in every game, will let let you play be a little, little bit. more physical. Yeah. I mean, you do. I mean, you see it different. I don't want to act like you don't see it. Of course, you see it when you see watch Portland play defense and Milwaukee play defense. You see a drastic difference when those two teams are on the floor at the same time. But when you get to the playoffs, I think that is what we love about postseason basketball the most: is right. that it gets intense, it's physical. They let them play, and and that side of the court matters that much more. What's the percentage chance we're going to end up with an absolute bloodbath blowout in this game on Sunday? Because I I do feel like I've whiffed not only in gambling in the playoffs. I just feel like my feel for the games have been way wrong. I Buffalo, Miami. Oh, it's a blowout. Yeah. Close game, damn near loss. Oh, man, San Francisco, Philly, going to be a great game. Injury happens, blowout, not even entertaining at all. Like, I feel like my, my feel for the season, the postseason, has been, it's just fallen off a cliff compared to what I saw in the regular season. I, I, I would be very surprised. If one team or the other blows the other one out here, hmm. I like I like nine out of ten shots because we've seen Patrick Mahomes and I know the offensive line isn't in the same shape, but we've seen Patrick Mahomes against a really good defense. That Super Bowl sucked. That Super Bowl did suck. They had basically one or two starting offensive linemen left. Kansas City's not in that spot right now, so you're already at a leg up there. The other part of it is, and I, to me, the biggest question this entire week is Jalen Hurts. What is he as a quarterback? How is he going to play? And how is he going to handle a moment like this? Because I, you can look at Philly winning their first two playoff games. The first game was against New York, a team that overachieved all season and was not that good. We can all acknowledge they it. haven't played a real quarterback, man. No. And then you get San Francisco where you could say your opinion was wrong. And in the end, sure, I guess, but I don't think it was a wrong opinion. The 49ers did couldn't complete a forward pass. So, of course, you're going to get a blowout in that game. If Brock Purdy stays healthy and plays that entire game, maybe Philadelphia wins it. Maybe they win it by 10. But you're not getting a blowout in that game if Brock Purdy's healthy. You're not. San Francisco's defense bottled up Philly for the vast majority of that game. So I'm, I'm, not, I, I'm not 100% sold on Hurts. And to me, it's the biggest question. This might end up aging terribly by the time we come back and talk about it on Monday. But I think the biggest question is, how is a young quarterback in Jalen Hurts going to handle this moment? And is he going to be uncomfortable? There's some stats out there about the way that he plays against zone pressure. One of the best things Kansas City's defense does is pressure while playing zone and it just I, I think they have the ability to make Hertz's life tough if they can slow down the run game if you can find a way to just bottleneck it you're not going to shut it down but due to a certain level of what San Francisco did and say hey Hertz you're in third and long a lot we're going to come after you with some exotic bl- uh, blitz packages we're going to make your life tough like he was confused and lost against that San Francisco defense in the NFC title game Hertz's shoulder is an underrated storyline here because they're maintaining he's good but we watched the NFC championship game and I know what I saw I saw a dude struggling to complete passes. I saw a dude struggling to really want to take many hits. And him running is a big part. Like, I, I think it's just, it's an easy takeaway, but I do really believe we're going to see a lot of Miles Sanders. And we're going to try and come out and pound the rock. Kansas City's weakness is the secondary. And we'll see what Kansas City does. I was reading some some pieces yesterday, and one of them on SI uh, picked Kansas City to win. And, and I thought it was a really good point. Like, D'Amico Ryan's who is now the coach of the Texans, D coordinator of the Niners, he he gave Spagnola a recipe. Yep. He said, yo, this is what I did. And you can say, well, what was the final? What were the rush totals? Yeah, okay. Once the Niners got quarterback li- quarterback list, the defense was ultimately going to wear down. They were on the field the whole game. But before that happened, they were averaging under four yards a carry. Jalen Hurts was atrocious. Mm-hmm. Outside of that catch-no-catch catch on fourth and three, like – San Francisco's defense had a blueprint. Now, it's one thing to have arguably the best defense show you how to stop it and not be the best defense and stop it. But I thought that was a sneaky good point. Spagnola, man, don't don't underestimate some of that too, right? Big game spags. Big game spags. He did it against Tom Brady. He knows what it takes. He's had some good playoff moments. Um, I, I think watching what Kansas City does defensively and how they try to bottle up that run, especially if they do, is, is Philadelphia in a position where they can pass? 
The over-under prop for Hurts throwing is 239.5. It's a pretty low number. That would suggest to me they expect Philadelphia to run, and also there might be a shoulder thing looming there. A.J. Brown's been pissed off during the playoffs. Mm -hmm. He only has like 50 receiving yards. So what Kansas City can do defensively against Philadelphia, I'd imagine you want to put Hurts in a passing situation. Advantage. I I don't know, man. I, I think that's the big question mark going into this game. Well, can Kansas City slow down Philly's run game? Because if you don't make Jalen Hurts beat you, you're not going to win the game. Yeah, you're right. And then you're you'll right. get one of those shootouts where they're going up and down the field at will and dominating the line of scrimmage, and then Mahomes is a sitting duck because yeah. you're down and you got to throw to get back. I mean, they, you have to. that's where it all starts. That's what San Francisco was able to do. They were able to slow down Philly's rush game early in that early on, and then that put all the pressure on Jalen Hurts. And you look at the first half of that game, their first touchdown was scored on a play that shouldn't have been upheld. They had a fourth down conversion that was a drop. That was their first touchdown. And the third touchdown in that game was when Josh Johnson just dropped a snap on his own like 35-yard line and handed them a short field. Outside of that, they had one other touchdown drive in the first half. And so they found a way to slow down the run game, and it made Philly's offense look pedestrian. Uh, Patrick Mahomes got pranked yesterday uh, during a press conference. Take a listen to this, and then we'll go to John Mark. Good, man. Good. All right, great. Um, Rihanna came out and said that you are the greatest quarterback ever. Hearing that, how does that make you feel? Uh, it makes me. It makes you feel great. Uh, then uh, it, she's uh, she's gonna crush it at halftime. I have family members that I think are more excited about the halftime show than they are the game. Um, and so uh, whatever Rihanna says is like like the gospel. So I'm glad that she she went with me for that for that honor. She didn't. She oh. didn't. I was just messing. With her. Oh man. <laughs> you got you got me up here smiling and smirking. <laughs> <laughs> I love his little like <laughs> chuckle, man. So it's good. legendary chuckle. <laughs> I do have a lot of people I think can be at my house more excited on Sunday for Rihanna's halftime show than the game. And this is why I stay away from Super Bowl parties. Your wife probably is. Sure. You don't care. Go I got two TVs, man. You can go watch it in the other room if you want. You're wanna. not gonna watch the halftime show? I mean, I'll watch, but I'm not. I'm not sit. That's when I get up. I go to the bathroom. I get refill my food. Like I'm. Doesn't sound like you're gonna watch. I'm on the move. Wow. I mean, it'll be on in the background. It's Rihanna. I don't need a concert. It's a football game. Damn, it's Rihanna. I want to watch football. John Marks. We were supposed to go to Kansas City. We actually had one of our guests. He's in Arizona, and he had to bail because their morning show wanted him to hop on way earlier than he thought they were going to. So apologies here. It's a little one-sided, but we've got John Marks. Sports Radio WIP in Philly. Get his thoughts on the Super Bowl and where he's at uh, heading into the big game on Sunday. We'll get to that next. We'll spread the line at 830. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. If your day sounds like... We need the report ASAP. You deserve Medella. If you've persevered through... You deserve this rich golden lager with a crisp but refreshing taste. Or if you overcame... Two more reps, two more. You deserve this ice-cold reward. Medella, the markable fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
In this wide world of sports, some stories can slip through the cracks. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. This is the Daily Ticker, where Dirt and Sprague visit the insiders that are covering the stories you've heard about, and some you haven't. How'd you do that? Actually, I'm not even mad. It's amazing. The Daily Ticker with Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. Alright, welcome in. It's Daily Ticker time here on a Friday, a football Friday. The last one for us. Assuming we don't got him yet. No, we don't got him yet. All right. Waiting on John Marks to answer the phone. And uh, we'll go to Philly once we can here. Talk a little Super Bowl with our good buddy John Marks, who is not down in Arizona. He did not He did not get sent down to uh, beautiful, sunny Arizona. It, it seems like most stations across the country, because I've been texting different people in different cities, it seems like most stations chose one show instead of, like, the entire lineup, which... I mean, I get it. That's a lot of money to send it's an entire a, radio station it down. It's not cheap to say, like, because staying, even staying there, if you don't get an Airbnb oh, for a God. good deal, it's expensive. Yeah. The the media hotel is probably outrageous. Yeah, they set you up a good spots down there, though. I was watching a little bit of Ken Barkley and Nick Costos. Yeah, uh, yesterday watching their show, they were down there and hearing him talking about his resort he stayed at. I'm like, I gotta check this out, see what they're doing. They're at look the like. MGM place. They're not even where Media uh, Row is. They have a. Did you know that they have a full? Uh, I believe it is officially open. They have a full sports book at the. TBC Scottsdale. Oh, really? Yeah, I think that was what, like DraftKings. I think opened up a huge sports book down there, so that's one of the uh, one of the areas you're seeing it grow. So if we get John Marks. We'll get to him here in a moment. We're talking some Super Bowl. Uh, your thoughts are welcome on how the game's going to go. 503-250-1080. And uh, once we get the chance, we'll bring on John Marks. Coming up in the final hour, don't forget also spraying the line at eight thirty. So get your fake sponsors in 503-250-1080. And and I do at some point. Maybe we'll do it at eight o'clock or eight fifteen. I want to jump into uh, some of the fun prop bets because there's about a thousand of them that you can get into, and we haven't really talked about that much this week. There's one that I place every single year that I love, and so I want to start getting into that. We did have NFL awards handed out last night, and for the second time in six years, Patrick Mahomes won this, the uh, MVP. We all knew it was going to happen, but now it was official. Patrick Mahomes, second MVP in six seasons, and it begins the count of how many is that dude going to win? <laughs> I think it's going to be a Peyton Manning, Aaron Rodgers amount. But they both get four. Was it both 4-4 four, four for I think, both of them? I think Manning got 4-5. or five. Yeah, okay. Manning got rewarded a lot. I'm going to Google that. Most he, like, MVPs. doubled up Brady in that category. Uh-huh. Oh, we got him now? John Mar- hey, hey, there he is. Let's do this <laughs> thing, baby. John Marks at John Marks Media on Twitter. 94 WIP and uh, Philly, our good friend, getting ready for the Super Bowl. Are you bummed you didn't get to go down to Arizona? What's the weather like in Philly right now? Well, I was there until this morning. I, I oh. got back uh, early this morning. We have uh, I have a bunch of Miller like stuff going on this weekend and today, so uh, we came back a little early. But he came Love back it. for the booze. I like Dude, it, Marks. Miller Lite's delicious. Now, did you go to, in the, to the game in 2018? Were you at that game? I did not go to the game. I, we came home on Saturday morning. Um, I wanted to watch it with my with my family. Oh, so. Okay. You know, so we, um, yeah, we were out there all week. I came back Saturday morning, and uh, and we celebrated responsibly on uh, on Sunday when they won. <laughs> I, I like that. Uh, did you go to the 2018 one? And I it, just asked that. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't hear the question. <laughs> it's I was okay. Responding. We we have. I'm sorry. We have people tweeting us. <laughs> we're that a little show sounds place like right crap now. on the radio. So I'm trying to respond to that while doing a live hey, interview. We're so all over, we're all over the board right yeah, now. Uh, right. How, how you feeling, Mike? Or you know, two days away. It, it feels like we've been distracted because of the NBA trade deadline. Everybody's been focused on the Blazers around here. Uh, where are people at in Philly now that we're two days away? And where's the confidence level in this team that has undoubtedly been the best in the NFL for the majority of the season, but want to try to win their second Super Bowl in five years? Yeah, it, it's it's weird because that like. I think any fan, we're going to talk ourselves into them winning. We did that with the Patriots five years ago. They ended up winning, but they were also touchdown underdogs in that game. They're actually favorites, favorites in this game over Pat Mahomes and Andy Reid, which is kind of weird to be the team that, that is favored to win this game, although slightly. Eagles fans are confident. Uh, the Eagles appear pretty confident as well. And what, what, what bothers me is being out on Radio Row all week and speaking to a lot of a lot of people out there doing a lot of radio interviews as well. Everybody seems to think the Eagles are going to win the game, which makes me extremely uncomfortable <laughs> when everybody thinks the Eagles are going to win the game. So now I'm officially in a knot. My, my stomach's in a knot. Um, I think the Eagles are the better overall team. 
Uh, Pat Mahomes is the X factor, and it's a matter of how the game plays out. It's going to be a tight one. It's going to be a good game. These are two really good teams, and um, I think it's going to be a heavyweight battle on Sunday. Yeah, John, what what is the status? We were talking about this earlier. I, I know there's what they're saying publicly. Are you at all concerned, or have you heard anything about Jalen and his shoulder? His his over under, I think, passing uh, uh, yards is is pretty low. He didn't have the greatest game against the Niners, but that didn't matter because of what happened with them. Are, right. Where are you at with Jalen Hurts and where his, his shoulder is right now? Um, yeah, and, and the thing about the Seagulls' offense, and I think the over-under is more about that than the injury, and I'll get to that in a second, but they really don't, like, Jalen doesn't need to throw to, for the Eagles to be effective and win the game, right? Like, if you look at his passing numbers, he's not putting up big yards. He's not, because they've, they've been in the lead so many of these games, he hasn't been coming from behind and compiling passing numbers and compiling garbage passing numbers. Um, but with that being said, I, I don't think the shoulder, and I don't know if we talked about this the last time I was on with you guys a couple weeks ago. I don't think the shoulder, it's, it's about throwing the ball. I think the shoulder, I actually think it was a collarbone injury. Hmm. It's an inside shoulder. So they were saying shoulder, shoulder, shoulder. I, 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 I thought he had a, like almost a cracked or a broken collarbone, something like that. So it was more about the impact and taking hits and being sore. At this point, we're almost two months out from the injury. So he's going to – I mean, if, if this is as healthy as he could possibly be. We're two, we're two months removed from the injury. Is he 100%? I mean, he might not be 100%, but he's damn close. It's not going to limit what the Eagles do on offense, his injury. So I think he's free and clear. Hmm. You mentioned Mahomes being the X factor. I think that's, that's the part where it's like everybody acknowledges Philly has the better team. Nobody disagrees with that. They've been the best roster in football arguably all season. And then on the other side, you're like, well, maybe you have one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, and is he going to pull some stuff out of his ass on third and long and pick up a big conversion, and that's what ends up winning Kansas City the game. How do you think this defense, I mean, we've talked a ton about their pass rush and their ability to get after the quarterback and all the records and sacks. Mahomes is a little slippery. He finds a way to, to kind of escape that and extend plays how do you feel like the pass rush the front seven is ready to 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 get after Mahomes and how aggressive are they going to be uh trying to blitz him and get get him down on the ground yeah I I think slippery is a great word for Pat Mahomes because he's he's so effective in the pocket and the Chiefs gave up the third least amount of sacks in the NFL this season now is that because the offensive line's great at pass blocking or is it because Patrick Mahomes is difficult to sack probably a little bit of both right um so they are good at protecting the quarterback as far as the Eagles and getting to the quarterback, they were um, almost middle of the pack. I think they were 22nd in the league in blitzing. So they didn't blitz. Like the Niners or, or the, the Giants blitz 44% of their snaps. The Eagles were something like 22%, half of that. The Niners were even less. So um, they got to the quarterback without blitzing, which is very important because then you can put more guys into coverage, which you would want to do against Pat Mahomes. But with that being said, if they can't get to Pat Mahomes, and I'm not talking about sacks. I'm talking about getting him to get rid of the ball early, affecting his throws, hurrying him. If they can't affect him like that, that's, how, that's the formula for how they lose this game. You have to make him uncomfortable in the pocket. All season long, they've been able to do it without the blitz. But even when they do send the blitz, they'll send an extra guy. And they'll do it at strategic points where it's like, all right, they're not always sending the blitz. But when they do, they make it count. So if they can't get to the quarterback and they can't get to Pat Mahomes on Sunday, that's how you lose. Yeah. Scariest player you could possibly face in this moment, Mahomes? Yes, for sure. We've all seen the 45 seconds left in the game, and you think you're going to win, and he just has two throws, and you're like, oh, my God. We were, we were talking about it this week. Would you rather be behind in the game with two minutes to go and the oh. ball, or would you rather be ahead oh, in the game? With Mahomes, even with a minute left, right? I'd rather be behind. As yeah. crazy as that is, you'd rather you, rather be you would. Me too. Yes. Me oh, too. Oh man, yeah. but here, here's the only, here's my only pushback. I don't blame you for that thought, by the way. I just, my only pushback would be, I know Mahomes can do that, and maybe I'm, I'm shortchanging him again, but like, I'd just be a little worried. Like, can Jalen in a Super Bowl last two minutes, you're down? Can they execute and get that score? Whereas. Yeah at least maybe you get to trust the, the that incredible defense and hope that you get a stop or a strip sack or something like that. It, it's, a, it's a pretty interesting discussion. And when you talk about Pat Mahomes, in previous years you would talk about Tyree Kill. Obviously, Travis Kelsey is a future Hall of Famer. Pay attention to the, to the passing attack out of the backfield. Jarek McKinnon has yeah. been good this last half of the, half of the year. Andy Reid is a great screen caller. He knows when to call it. He, he, he senses good times to call it. Will routes things like that. So if you're if you're if you're looking for some prop bets or you're looking uh, to do some uh, parlays here, 
look for a guy like McKinnon and the over on receiving yards out of the backfield. I'm not going to ask you a, a winner or a loser because I'm pretty sure I know where you're going to go on that. How you you know how do you not pick your team in, in a game like this? Let me ask you this though. Uh, we always love these props and like MVP kind of bets. Jalen Hurts one of the favorites along with Mahomes. If Philly is to win, is there a value bet somewhere in there for MVP that we're like not looking at? Because it mostly goes to the quarterback. But is there a you know an AJ Brown or a defender that you like? Maybe a couple of strip sacks. Like, is there one of those value bets for MVP? Yeah, Reddick. We were on this a couple of weeks ago, and he was like, uh, I think it was like we've got him at like plus four thousand a couple of weeks ago for the Super Bowl MVP. It's went down. It's still a pretty good number. So you just look back at at uh, at Von Miller, right? Because the Eagles the Eagles could win the game. But Jalen Hurts also could not have an impressive line, right? Like he can, if you look at inside some of these box scores of the games, you'll be like, oh, well, Hurts didn't really have a great game, even though he played better than the box score would suggest. If Hassan Reddick has two sacks and one of them is a strip sack and the defense is smothering, that's how a guy like Hassan Reddick wins the MVP. Von Miller did it a couple of years ago in Denver. Mm-hmm. So I think he, I think Reddick could do the same thing here. It, it feels like the Reed Philly thing. It, it divorce. It feels like the best possible outcome of a divorce, where both people get a smoke show, significant other, and they become <laughs> friends and you know co-parent. What, what's that been like for you guys? I know you've gotten past the Reed has left Philly and he's taken on the Eagles already, but this is the Super Bowl, and here is the former coach, and here's his former team. Like what? What are fans saying about that narrative and what it means to them going into that game? Well, I, I mean, I, I, it, the fact that the Eagles won a Super Bowl five years ago, if that didn't happen, this game would have a much more toxic feel towards Andy Reid. Um, as it is, you'll get, we get some people that still say, like, screw Andy. He lost all those NFC Championship games. Screw him. We're going to beat him. I think for the most part, everybody recognizes, like you just said, uh, it was time for him to go. He's been in Kansas City for 10 years now. So, Although he was in Philly for a really long time, he's won a Super Bowl with, with Kansas City, and the Eagles have won a Super Bowl, and they're back five years later in another Super Bowl. But, it, it, and guys, I'll be honest, if Kansas City does win, it'll hurt a little bit more because Andy, it was Andy, and if the Eagles do win, it'll feel a little bit better because yeah. you beat him. <laughs> yeah, it's always a little bit sweeter when something like that happens. John Marks, one of our favorites, at John Marks Media on Twitter. Go give him a follow, 94WIP in Philly. Uh, enjoy the Miller Lights this weekend, man. Enjoy the game. We're incredibly jealous you guys get to cover this and talk about a Super Bowl in, in, uh, in, in, in your town. So enjoy it all. Thanks, as always, for the time, man, and hopefully we can catch up again soon. Go birds! Thank you. <laughs> there you go, John Marks, yeah. a ninety-four WIP. And I had probably the one of the worst moments you could possibly have in this profession. It's where you're not paying attention during an interview, and you ask the exact same question as your co-host. Are our robots gone? Did we fix our robots? Are our robots doing better? Did we unplug it and plug it back in? Did we try that one out? I'm basing it on Good listeners, texting? and I would say no. Oh, okay. I don't care what we're hearing. We're I not thought somebody tweeted thing. us and said it sounded better. I thought I got it's, it. Over it's now. better. Okay. All right. Ish. Ish. Hey. Is that like a, that sounds like an ABC show? Betterish. Is today uh, an important show? No, there's nothing going on. It's nothing at all. It's a really slow sports day. Sure. Let's get to the Super Bowl a little bit more. I got some stats for you. How confident are you in Jalen Hurts this weekend? Am I alone here, or are you guys out there questioning him as well? Uh, don't forget your fake sponsors for spreading the line. More on the Super Bowl next. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Oh, we got the waste management on here early on. They're finishing up round one. A little frost delay yesterday. Fun to watch some golf, though. Entertaining. Tough conditions yesterday. A little bit lower scores than normal. UCC and really low numbers out there at the Phoenix Open. But love having it the weekend of the Super Bowl. Uh, I'm going to throw a key at you. One of my favorite things I love about gambling on football, <laughs> and I feel like we do this in politics, too, where we, we you, you have an opinion about how, you know, a, a topic or a game, how a game's going to go. And we always seek out information to prove that opinion. I, I do that when I gamble, and it's a really big problem. But I, I've been on Kansas City since the end of the AFC-NFC Championship games. I'm not super trustworthy in Jalen Hurts, and I think you have the best player in football in Kansas City's team, and I want to gamble on the best player in football in a moment like this. And then you see tweets that pop up that are like little – Little stat nuggets that show up, and you're like, ooh, that validates my opinion. I'm going to run with it. And I saw one yesterday. Did you know 
one of the strengths of Kansas City's defense is to blitz while playing zone coverage. And on top of that, did you know that Jalen Hurts ranked 20th in QBR when facing zone blitzes from defenses? Mm. There it is right there. Kansas City's going to win. The Eagles are 10-1 and one straight up as a favorite against teams with winning <laughs> records this season. There you go. Get your crap out of here. Nobody cares about your stupid stats. Okay? Shove your stat up your pie Nobody hole. cares about your stupid stats. Like, Am I alone in, in questioning mm. Jalen Hurts for this game? Do you think the majority of fans out there are with us of just like, I'm... I don't know what to make. He's such a cool story, and I don't want to sound like I'm tearing. It's never like a negative thing. This is just you're going up against Mahomes in a Super Bowl. This is not the New York Giants at home. But you're you're comping him against the best player at the position. That's right. an unfair comp. So, like, I, I think naturally you lean, okay, they have the better of that. But what do the Eagles have better than? Offensive line and defense. Mm-hmm. What traditionally wins these games? Mahomes, we just talked about this. Mahomes could not stand in a pocket for more than two seconds against the Bucks, And it was a disaster. It was a blowout. It was an ugly game to watch. I'm not saying his offensive line is that level. It's better. But to John Marks' point, what if Hassan Reddick cannot be stopped? There's your neutralizer of, of Patrick Mahomes. And then Hurts can just do what he did against San Francisco. He throw for a buck 50, 200 yards, and Miles Sanders has a day, and they win the game 23 to, I don't know, 16 or something whatever it is like that's right there and i'm 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 also going to gamble on kansas city i'm doing what you're doing i'm doing the mahomes thing it's just all-time great athletes when they set themselves apart from from their peers we just have a history of that that actually being the way to go and so like i'm going to take that but i'm fully acknowledging philadelphia is probably the better overall team and Jalen Hurts has a real opportunity here, but I, I also I I don't need stats to back my I'm just gambling on Mahomes. I'm not looking at stats. I'm not looking at anything <laughs> because as many stats as you give me pro Mahomes, I'll give you a whole laundry oh, list all for Philadelphia. There. They're 14 and five in the first half line. They're dominant from the get go. Mm-hmm. They're actually a significantly better team in the first half than the second half. If you want something that's pro Kansas City, if it's like 10-3, 10-6 at the half. I think if you're a Chiefs backer or fan, you're feeling great about the second half. But you can also have those bets where you bet Philly to win the first half and Kansas City to win the game. They're decent odds. Sure. Uh, you, can do, you can do all kinds of manipulation when you gamble on, on the Super Bowl. But uh, for me, I, I see where you're coming from. Hurts does. I'm wondering how good he needs to be. What's the level that Jalen Hurts has to be at? Because if you would have told me Jalen Hurts 121 yards and no tutties, I wouldn't have said that's going to beat San Francisco, but I also didn't see Brock Purdy happening and then just, uh, you know, the defense collapsing because they'd been on the field too long. But if you didn't tell me the injury stuff and that was his stat line, I wouldn't have thought they won. But that's how great the team is. They can, he can get away with those days. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what it'll be against Kansas City, but I think we're competent in Mahomes, and that's not a fair comp because Mahomes is a different no. galaxy than anybody else. He is one of one. There's no doubt about that. The other thing, too, about that Super Bowl that Kansas City lost was that you also had Tom Brady on the other sideline. And they and that Tampa offense was absolutely humming at the end of the year with Gronkowski and Antonio Brown and Mike Evans and playoff Lenny. Their offensive line was truly elite. I'm not saying Philly doesn't have some of those pieces, but that was another part of it, that their defense was – or excuse me, their offense was humming and – once they kind of got a lead, then it then it absolutely spotlighted and highlighted Kansas City's weakness, and that was not having an offensive line because you had to basically throw the ball every play in the second half to try and get back into the game because they were down. If Kansas City finds himself in that situation again, Philly will win because their pass rush is just too good, and eventually Mahomes will collapse. they got to stay in the game in the first half. You find yourself down by two touchdowns. That's just You don't want to live in that world against that front seven. I put a poll question up. I know we got to go. I put the poll question up. Mark's brought up that they talked about in Philly. If you're the Eagles, would you rather be up in the final two minutes versus Pat Patrick Mahomes or trailing with a chance at the last score. Those are your that's your poll question. Yeah, ahead with Kansas City having the ball. That's why we gotta go. We're against the clock. Behind. Carry this over. You need to be specific <laughs> and declarative. What do you mean? You would I'd rather Would you be, rather be ahead and Patrick Mahomes has the ball, or would you rather be behind and you have the ball? He was very specific. Do you not do you not take that away from the way I worded that? No. You are not as specific. Be more specific. Okay. What do you, how do you interpret that question? Read it again. If you're the Eagles, would you rather be up in the final two minutes versus Patrick Mahomes or trailing with a chance at the last score? 
Yeah, that's pretty specific. So he's wrong. I'd rather be up in the final two minutes. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that indicates you have a lead versus Mahomes, or would you rather be trailing, trailing. with a chance to, for the last score? Yeah. I think that, that uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. That paints the corners for me. Two idiots versus you. I think you lost. <laughs> How's that feel? And I would undoubtedly rather be trailing. I don't understand I that. I don't I don't even trust Jalen Hurts that I'd rather be trailing. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna get it done, but I know as hell I, I don't want to I don't want Mahomes with the ball. So, did you see the answer? We're now we're long. See what you did, Swigard. This is Emmanuel's fault. Emmanuel Sanders, the other day you see his interview. So he's on press row doing a bunch uh-huh. of interviews. And he had one where he was asked about the near catch in the Super Bowl against Kansas City. Oh, God. And how Jimmy overthrew him and that was your chance. And he had a great line though, because he then ended up going to Buffalo. Uh, which is where he was last year. Yeah. I don't know if he's still there or not. No, but he he's retired. That's right. He walked yeah. away. So, but he said, you know, I I've, I've argued that if if Jimmy just makes that throw, we win. And then he was like, and then I slowly realized there was still a minute and forty left on the clock. And then he added, I was in Buffalo two years later, and we took the lead with thirteen seconds left. Yeah, and it wasn't enough time. That's a fair so he point. said I tried to argue for two years, like if we just make that throw, we win the game. And he's like, no, probably not, because Mahomes would have had a minute and forty, <laughs> and you're not stopping him when the game's on the line. You're just not. No confidence in him. So go vote on that poll question. Let's have some more on the Super Bowl to start the final hour. Spring in the line coming up at 8.30. Get your fake sponsors uh, in at 503-250-1080. Thanks for sticking with us through the robots. Not sure what's up today. I also want to talk some prop bets in the final hour because those are always fun. Loaded, don't go anywhere. Spring on. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.